0: Our number 877-381-3811 877 381 I don't give a damn what the Democrats have to say or the corrupt media have to say about what took place at Mar-a-Lago. I could care less. They celebrate these things. They are corrupt. They are on the wrong side. They're on the side of tyranny. We're on the side of liberty. It doesn't matter to me What CNN thinks, or MSNBC thinks, or any of the the hacks who work for these corrupt corporations, phony press operations? And why would I care what the New York Times has to say? The New York Times with their support of Stalin and the Third Reich and Castro. And why would I care what the Washington Post has to say? Another corrupt, phony newspaper. Let alone Nancy Pelosi. Oh, the Democrats, the ball's now in Trump's court. Excuse me. We're not playing games here. We don't give a damn what you think. Period. And that's why I also tweeted to Dizzy Lizzie Cheney Shut up. You're a self righteous self promoter. Nobody who matters gives a damn what you think. Got it? You're obsessed. You need psychological assistance as far as I'm concerned. Maybe you can get a family plan. I don't know. I don't know. And I'll say one other thing, given how out of control this federal government is, and I mean this. If and when the Republicans take over, they'll need the presidency and Congress, they should fire the 87,000 IRS agents that the Democrats are in the midst of hiring. They should fire them. How? Slash the budget. And they should make that promise now. And they should tell anybody, you're gonna go into the Internal Revenue Service? You're gonna be one of these 87,000? Well, make sure you have a plan B for your career because when we take over, God willing, we're gonna eliminate those 87,000 positions. That's what we're going to do. Garland today. As I told you. He had the final say. I know this from my own experience. The Newsweek article. As I told you. Was lying. Had to be fake. They tried to cover for Garland. Was another one of those. FBI slash Department of Justice leaks. To friendly reporters. I read it to you for the purpose of showing you that it would be a lie. And it is a lie. Of course, Garland had to sign off. And let me tell you something else not a single reporter or legal analyst is mentioning. You better believe the Justice Department informed the counsel to the president's office at the White House. Nobody's asked them that yet. Nobody's asked them yet. And I talked about the plain view doctrine. We had former Attorney General Mukasey. He was on Fox today. He has now said the same thing. You have these people who are saying, I cannot believe that this is the only route the government could take to get whatever it was they were trying to get in terms of documents. Folks, listen carefully. I'm going to walk you through this step by step. The United States attorney in Washington D.C. is an Obama Biden democrat hack. His wife is a democrat hack and I mean they are radicals. It is a radical couple. They're both lawyers. This US attorney oversees the grand jury involved in January 6 and he oversees now this grand jury involved with the National Archives. In other words, the National Archives is located in D.C. like the Capitol building. He's the top prosecutor in Washington, D.C. They have nothing on Donald Trump. Nothing on January 6th. Zero. So this is a criminal statute looking for evidence. That's what's going on. Three criminal statutes which really don't apply, but they want it to apply. So they have no way of getting this information to try and, quote-unquote, get Trump. So they sat down with this harebrained idea, this vicious, evil, vile idea, and he said, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. What am I going to do? Well, what did I tell you two days ago? What did I tell you yesterday? What did I say on Hannity? Let's get our foot in the door. We're going to get one shot at this. We're not going to issue another subpoena. We're not going to get in a, an enforcement order from a judge on the first subpoena. We're going to go in there and grab whatever we can. Why else were they in Melania's closed closet? Why were they there for nine hours? Why didn't they want Trump there? Why did they come there at dawn? Or I guess it was six in the morning or so. Why did they do all that? I'm telling you why. It's the plain view doctrine. I explained this yesterday. Cut three, Mr. Producer, go. The act and concerns about the illegal possession of classified national defense information are the basis for the search warrant, according to the two sources. The raid had nothing to do with the January 6th investigation or any other alleged wrongdoing by the former president. Okay, that's what I wanted to touch on as well. Remember I discussed the plain view doctrine? Remember that, Mr. Producer? The plain view doctrine. You don't have to put in the warrant. January 6th investigation, taxes, or anything else. You just want to get your foot in the door, and they said that this was hardly a judicious search. That is, they spent hours there, including going through the former first lady's closet, which is really disgusting and outrageous. So routine, ladies and gentlemen, including bringing a safe cracker. To break open the president's safe, which reportedly had nothing in it. Going through his multiple offices. Going through every box, every shred of paper. I don't know what they did with computers and so forth. The lawyers were not allowed to be present. They were not allowed to make copies of what the government was taking. And this is routine when you're dealing with an ex-president in this statute. Once again, I believe strongly that this was an effort to get the foot in the door, to grab everything they could, and what is this, you know, talk about the Presidential Records Act, or NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration, and that act, and... Of course, if they could find something related to that, they'd be thrilled, but it's more than that. And so I also said the same thing the day before. Michael Mukasey, who was an excellent Attorney General in the Bush administration, he was on Fox a few hours ago, and he was on with Martha McCullum, who was superb, and here's how that went. Cut, four, go. Well, there were two words um, that leaped out at me from
3: his presentation, the words impossible he said when possible we try to use less intrusive methods mm-hmm. measures um, what was it that made it impossible to do it in this case um, that doesn't require disclosure of what was in the affidavit uh... it simply requires a statement of what what it was that made it impossible um, uh, he didn't tell us and um... that that is a large gap you don't have to disclose what else was in the affidavit in order to disclose how come they had to do it this way?
1: So what does that what does that tell you? I mean, it would suggest that they felt that they weren't going to get cooperation, right?
3: Okay, but um, they could move to compel uh, compliance with a subpoena. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there were other measures um, that they could have served another subpoena or moved to com- or moved to compel compliance. Um, there was apparently something uh, that made it com- compulsory, in their view, for uh, agents to be on site um, and to be taking the, the documents themselves. Um, and um, as you pointed out before, there is a rule that says that if you're searching for evidence of one crime and you find evidence of another, then you're permitted to use that evidence and it's hard to escape the belief that at least somebody hoped that there would be evidence of another crime i.e something relating to january 6. and unfortunately um although we were told certainly that um the 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 uh the affidavit established probable cause to to search for missing documents we already knew that um the question is whether um people at the Justice Department entertained that hope, and whether they had a reason for doing it.
0: Yes, and Martha didn't learn that on her own, of course. I've been talking about now, this is day three. On my national radio show here, on Fox, on two appearances on Hannity, and of course on Levin TV, that what's going on here is even worse than overreaching on a document or documents. This was a sleazy backdoor effort by this U.S. attorney and the Attorney General of the United States and the Director of the FBI, among others. Among others at the Department of Politburo to abuse the warrant process against an ex-president who might be a future president, to protect their boss, Joe Biden, from a Trump candidacy to carry out the demands of Democrats in Congress and Liz Cheney and Adam Kingsinger. to carry out the demands of the media and the Democrat base. This was a sleazy, Stalinist, Maoist effort to abuse the search warrant process for nine damn hours in that building as if there's classified information in Melania's closet. That's what took place here. They have nothing on Trump, nothing related to January 6th, nothing. And so they've turned the law upside down. They're using a warrant for a different purpose. Not the purpose they state, but a different purpose, because they're aware of the plain plain view doctrine, obviously. They do this stuff every day. This was a way to get their hands on anything and everything they could at the president's home. Now that is what should infuriate you. Is what should infuriate every Republican in Congress or out of Congress that's is what should infuriate every American that this is a grave abuse of power a grave abuse of the warrant process and let us be clear the media are reporting that it's the Department of Justice that's gone to court to unseal the warrant no There are many media groups and Judicial Watch who got there first. And they have said to the judge, release the warrant. And the judge already told the Department of Justice they have until Monday to explain why he shouldn't. And so the Attorney General, in another sleazy PR move, announces today that they are encouraging the judge to release the warrant. Now the problem is we don't know exactly what that means. You've heard them. There's an affidavit that goes with the warrant. Somebody had to swear it out. A warrant is a form that, in and of itself, is not good enough. It gives us a little information, not enough. The receipt is a list of what they took. As far as we know, it could be box one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't believe they were there even nine hours long enough to have issued which which uh, documents they were looking at. We shall see. But I am telling you. This is explosive. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Primus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty for fifty years in primus has featured speeches given at hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers these days hillsdale publishes people like victor davis hanson molly hemingway and chris rufo over six point two million american households and businesses receive in primus absolutely free and i urge you to sign up for it today absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for hillsdale.com. It's a short segment, so before I forget, I, I just thought I would, before I get back to the what I was discussing. I've been meaning to do this. I want to thank Vladimir Putin for zero inflation. I want to thank Vladimir Putin for lowering the price of gasoline. I want to thank Vladimir Putin for the jobs report, because, look, let's just be honest. Joe Biden said high inflation, high gas prices, the economy generally was as a result of Putin so i assume putin is now responsible for fixing all those things you know joe biden wasn't responsible for any of it i mean you know like my dad used to say you can't take credit for something after you blamed it on somebody else and then it turns around and so in a very rare time i just want to tell putin uh Thanks for lowering the fuel prices and getting the economy back on track and zero inflation. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why, in Primus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty is so important. In Primus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest-growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. We're a behemoth. I'm not going to play the whole thing because you'll fall asleep at the wheel. Those of you driving, those of you making dinner, your face will drop into your spaghetti. So we'll just play part of Merrick Garland at the department of justice today. He spoke for about four minutes and said almost nothing, but he did say this cut to go.
3: There are, however, certain points. I want you to know first, first, i personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter
0: and i told you early on that he had to have and that's what happens i think i have a better beat on this than most go ahead
3: second the department does not take such a decision lightly where possible it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken third
0: and so they took the broadest most aggressive criminal process imaginable now you don't do that if you're having difficult negotiations or you're fighting over a document or what have you you don't do it go ahead
3: Address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked.
0: Well, obviously, we're not attacking every agent. But we don't trust the Bureau anymore. And I say that as somebody who loved it, who worked with the Bureau, who worked with the FBI for years The whole environment has been poisoned, thanks to jerks like you, you jerk, and Comey, and Ray, and McCabe, and Baker, and the rest of you, you're the ones who abused the FBI. Now we have to deal with it, you jerk. And by the way, he doesn't talk that way about local law enforcement when he's nationalizing police departments. He doesn't say, I stand with local law enforcement who are on the front lines are protecting the people in this country against murderous thugs. Does he ever say that? When did he say that? Go ahead. The men and women ah, of shut F- up. I don't even want to hear any more from this jerk. Because the real Svengali here, as we've learned, from my friend Julie Kelly, is the Deputy Attorney General. Murano. Boy, I hope you watch my Sunday show, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 8 p.m. Eastern. Leo Terrell is the first guest on fire. Victor Davis Hansen, genius, America's wise man. So we have Leo, we have Victor, we have me. Please watch. And it's probably wise to go ahead and set your DVR now so you don't forget. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. Merrick Garland, oh, thank God he's not on the Supreme Court. And as I said the other day, and as I wrote about in American Marxism and elsewhere, and again, I'm not the only one. Change the language. The media want you to change the language. The Democrats want you to change the language to accommodate their agendas and their goals. And they all say the same thing, the media, the corrupt narcissistic media the ideological media cut five hat tip grabian and go the FBI is a conservative-leaning law enforcement organization.
3: And we've sort of, like, thank lost lost the thread on that in the past six years. These attacks against the FBI, these attacks against the most important federal law enforcement agency in America. Less than
1: 24 hours after a peaceful search that they gave them a yeah. heads up on.
0: Peaceful let me, let me just say this, by the way. I hope, I truly hope, that the scarboroughs the other media types that the democrats and others who defend these tactics get to experience them one day mr producer i hope the internal revenue service leaks their tax returns as they leak trumps i hope their children become the object of grand juries, and depositions like Trump's kids. I hope that they're subjected to Republican district attorneys and attorneys general investigating them like Trump has with Democrats. I hope they get to experience the kind of equal justice that they insist on. But there has been no equal justice as applies to Trump. Or Joe Biden would be in a jumpsuit right now in a cell in Lewisburg with a three hundred and eighty pound six foot eight guy named Bruno ordering him around. Hillary Clinton would also be in a jumpsuit. In a woman's prison, may I say women's? Somewhere in the country. Yes. And there will be others, too. I just hope Nancy Pelosi gets to experience the kind of equal justice that she insists is taking place. And her little son, Paulie Jr., wouldn't that be swell? Paulie Jr. needs to be investigated. Why not? And we need their tax returns. We need the Pelosi crime family's tax returns. We need the Biden crime family's tax returns. You know, he never released all of them, those S corporations. He's never released those returns. Shh, shh, Mark, no. I hope they all get to experience the kind of equal justice that they insist upon. How about the Cheneys, Dizzy Lizzy? What a moron, by the way. Absolute moron. Go ahead. Legal. It's all lawful. It's not a raid. They
4: didn't. They're not there. You You know, those
0: Supreme Court justices are corrupt. They are political. They're a disaster. But, you know, the judge in the case of Trump is the finest judge to ever walk the planet. Oh, he's fantastic forget about his bias forget about his posts that are anti-trump forget about the fact he should have recused himself and his relationship to the Epstein defense the rest of the media are not going to discuss that this man is Cardozo reinvented He's story he's he's a genius he's a brilliant man of absolute integrity now Clarence Thomas and Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, oh, and, and particularly that Alito, SOBs, you can go ahead and threaten them, and you can, you can protest at their homes without fear of being prosecuted under federal law. Oh, yes, they're corrupt. But this judge, Reinhardt, Reinhardt, in the tradition of the Reinhardts. He's just fantastic. You know, he would never sign off on a warrant unless it was warranted, may I say. Go ahead. Unlawfully. The Justice Department is returning to its historical position as a
1: law enforcement agency above politics, trying this, to. This, be-
0: this is your media, and these are the people the media select. All Democrats dressed up as prosecutors former prosecutors defense counsel professors experts commentators your media now you know damn well if they went through Michelle Obama's closet there'd be hell to pay if they went through dr. Jill's closet there'd be hell to pay you know damn well if they went to Rehoboth Beach and did exactly the same thing and said hey wait You're Mr. Big, you're Mr. 10%, we got the damn laptop, you're the sitting president of the United States, we need to look. You know damn well, and that's the problem. That's the problem, America. Tyranny. Go ahead. Thing. I don't think there was any
1: politics involved. This appears to be a nonpartisan process. Because anybody on this set had done the same thing, the exact same result. That's the Whatever. idiot,
0: Michael Steele. God. What a putz. Go ahead.
1: The judge would not sign off on that if there were not mm-hmm. uh, evidence. No, sources. no,
0: no, no. The judge would not sign off on that. I mean, after all, he's not Gorsuch or Thomas or Alito or one of them. You know, Right-wing justice, no! Let me ask you, have CNN or MSNBC shown the social media that this guy has been involved in? No. They talked about his connections to the Epstein defense team and how he defended the lowest of the low? No. No, no. That he has hate for Trump and should have recused himself? No! He would never have signed off on this warrant no way because he is a good judge the originalist justices they are bad justices go ahead me that you know there's a reason they wouldn't go in there if it wasn't really significant if
4: they didn't they weren't really concerned about the nature of the classified information that trump had what he might be doing with it, who he might be showing Hey, it
0: to. the nature of the classified information that Trump has. This from Postmillennial. Obama, Nixon delayed for years in returning Presidential Records Act covered documents. An opinion piece written for the New York Post, author James Bavard noted, several other former presidents had taken years, years if not decades to return documents and tapes covered under the Presidential Records Act. Presidential Records Act, which states that the United States shall reserve and retain complete ownership, possession, and control of presidential records, has come into the spotlight after FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago, President's Residence. According to Bavard, the Nixon Library did not reportedly release its final batch of the former president's secret tapes until 2013-2013. Thirty-nine years after his presidency ended in his resignation following the Watergate scandal. The act was enacted in law in 1978 following the Nixon uh, resignation, where he claimed that his secret Oval Office tapes and other personal records belonged to him. Lyndon Johnson Library had delayed in releasing the final batch of his secret tapes, and we know why, because he was a pig, until 2016. This came 47 years after he left office. In 2001, then-President George W. Bush issued an executive order that changed the act from guaranteeing public assets and documents to one that blocks it, though Congress overturned parts of the order in 2014, according to Bavard. Politico reported in 2014 that Barack Melhouse Benito Obama, his lawyers had repeatedly invoked the Presidential Records Act, quote, to delay the release of thousands of pages of records from President Bill Clinton's White House, unquote. And at the end of Obama's two magnificent terms as president, he reportedly trucked 30 million pages of administration records gathered during his time in office in Chicago, where he promised, or put them there, where he promised to digitize them and put them online. A the years since the end of his presidency, the National Archives states that zero of the estimated 39, hello, 39 million pages, zero, have been scanned. Wow. Speaking with BBC News, professor Benjamin Hufapa said that it could take around 100 years to fully process all these records from the Obama administration. Even Biden himself is delayed in unsealing records. Biden donated 1,875 boxes of documents from his days in the Senate to the University of Delaware in 2011. Both Biden and the University Library had promised to unseal the records two years after Biden retires from office. 2017, Biden retired as vice president, but just before he launched his presidential campaign, it was now stated that those records would remain sealed until two years after Biden retires from public life. The FBI raided Trump's Palm Beach residence, what? Less than two years after he left office? No, no. They're just doing their jobs. Stop criticizing the FBI. Stop criticizing this judge. What are you trying to do? I'll be right back Reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For fifty years in Primus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over six point two million American households and businesses receive in Primus absolutely free and I urge you to sign up for it today. At absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. John Cardillo. I don't know him personally, but this was sent to me. At NYPD at one point, TV host and another, that's what I understand. But again, I don't know it personally. And uh, he's put out a tweet. And let's see here, that was just sent to me. Multiple federal law enforcement sources are telling me, he tweets, that a message was blasted to all federal law enforcement agencies to start cataloging social media posts of known conservative influencers so they can be threat assessed. Well, that sounds like a threat against the First Amendment, doesn't it? I certainly hope that's not true, but we live in a day and an age where it may possibly be true. What's next, Mr. Brewster? Am I going to get a knock on my door? Don't bother. Don't bother. Uh, Let's see. How much time do I have left here? Now, if that is true, Mr. Bedusa, that means I'm on the enemy's list of four different countries. China, Russia, Iran, and the United States. <laughs> oh, jeez. Am I right? Pretty much. Well, that's the nature of liberty, ladies and gentlemen. I call them as I see them. I call them as I see them. Uh, (laughs) I'm laughing because Mr. Producer put two clips on here of what John Bolton had to say on CNN. And what did I say to you, Rich? Who gives a damn what John Bolton has to say (laughs) on CNN? Actually, I didn't say damn. I said something else. But you folks get the drift. All right, the bottom line is this. They keep saying, well, why doesn't Trump release the warrant himself? And there'll be a rational, logical answer to that in the next few days, I suppose. I haven't contacted them for sure, but there's always a logical, rational reason, and they always do their hit-and-run job. Hey, it's on Trump to do this. It's on Trump to do that. Here's an ex-president. He's a victim of what this government is doing at all levels. What do you think about a Democrat party that controls the levers of power that is trying to create a criminal predicate against a former president, future presidential candidate? What do you think of that? Isn't it interesting that's not being discussed? They're trying to create a criminal circumstance. They don't have evidence of anything. They're trying to Look at criminal statutes, grab all the papers they can, and hope that they can try and squeeze, you know, a square peg into a round hole. This government better come clean, and it better come clean soon. Or there's tens of millions of Americans that will never trust it again. And I think they're already there. As for Joe Biden, Joe Biden is the head of the executive branch. That means he's in charge of the whole enchilada. The idea that somebody wasn't tipped off at the White House, if not directly told, is ridiculous. Ron Klain is chief of staff. He's the one who recommended Merrick Garland for attorney general. The White House counsel's office, what about them? You're telling me no? And here we have this piece in the New York Slimes from Katie Benner, from Katie Rogers, from Michael S. Schmidt. Immediately after Merrick Garland was sworn in as Attorney General in March last year, he summoned top Justice Department officials and the FBI director to his office. He wanted a detailed briefing on the case that will in all likelihood come to define his legacy, The January 6th assault on the Capitol. So the New York Times is telling Garland, you don't prosecute Trump. You don't go after Trump. It'll destroy your legacy. Later it says, the Attorney General's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democratic allies of the White House. And at times, President Biden himself. So stop there. Garland read this. He's getting messages through their favorite Crap sheet, this rag, the New York slimes. The Attorney General's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democratic allies of the White House, and at times, Joe Biden himself, his boss. So he's reading this, going, oh. As recently as late last year, Mr. Biden confided to his inner circle, and this is from April of this year, that he believed former President Donald J. Trump was a threat to democracy. And should be prosecuted, according to two people familiar with his comments. So here he is. The president should be prosecuted. That's the head of the executive branch who oversees the Department of Justice, the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office. And while the president has never communicated his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland, folks, it was just communicated to him by the New York Times. He has said privately that he wanted Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who's willing to take decisive action over the events of January 6th. So this is the smoking gun. This is the DNA. This is, These are the fingerprints right here. Message sent, message received. Message sent by his media surrogate's message received. So they meet, six, eight weeks later, after ongoing discussions, apparently in Mar-a-Lago, as reports put it, they're shown around, they're shown where the boxes are, they're asked to put a few more locks on the equivalent of the basement door, they do that, and the next thing you know, four, five, six weeks later, a search warrant. Trump's out of town. He's in New Jersey. Now's the time. It involves the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, the U.S. Attorney in Washington, with his two grand juries. It involves the Washington Bureau of the FBI. It involves a bureau in South Florida. Federal law enforcement's tipped off. Local law enforcement, the Palm Beach police are tipped off. Just so they're not getting into a shooting match, mind you, as is the Secret Service. And they show up. Armed to the teeth. Armed to the teeth. And remember the quote to Fox from federal law enforcement. It wasn't a judicious search. In other words, they were grabbing everything in sight. It says later, the January 6th investigation is a test not just for Mr. Garland, but Mr. Biden as well. Both men came into office promising to restore the independence and reputation of a Justice Department that Mr. Trump had tried to weaponize for political gain. Isn't that ironic? That kind of a comment, but... There you have the New York Times saying, it's not just Garland. They're saying, hey, Joe, you too. This is on you too. They know their base. They know the Democrat members of Congress. They know the Democrat media. They want action more than that. This is bigger than that. You know what this is, Mr. Producer? The ruling class is in full revolt. That's why McConnell and the Republican leadership in the Senate were slow to put out statements. That's why Dizzy Lizzy's on the attack. That's why Headcase Kingsinger's on the attack. That's why her old man is staring into a camera talking about cowardice and all the rest of it. That's why Chris Christie is such a fraud and a fake. Yeah, right, big boy, step aside. That's why you hear the media mantra. It's not a raid, you know. <laughs> you know it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a duly authorized search for crying out loud. Come on, kids. That's why the ruling class—that is, the Washington, New York media, members of Congress. The federal bureaucracy, the Democrat Party, and the rhinos. They're trying to assert by force any way they can control over this society and this culture. One of the questions I've asked you, I will ask and have asked on Sundays, and I will continue to do so are we a representative republic? When a couple of senators sit down and decide on how they're going to spend nearly $800 billion and hire 87,000 IRS agents that are going to destroy your lives, should you be targeted, how they're going to tax you, how they're going to attack your source of energy and change your life for the worse, and... In a week's time, they get a bill on the table, they vote on it, and you don't really know what's in it, and you have no ability to really influence your members of Congress. And they do this all the time in these omnibus bills. It's government by omnibus, oblique laws. Is that a representative republic? Are we a federal republic? Where the federal government tries to devour what's left of state authority. We have this Dobbs opinion where the Supreme Court said, on a rare occasion, it said, uh, hello, we don't have any authority on this abortion issue. It's not in the federal constitution. And they're under attack. And we have guys like Garland actually suing states that decide that they will make the decision as the supreme court said going around the court's decision trying to assert some kind of federal authority when it has none or trying to assert authority at school board meetings and threaten threaten parents who are peacefully protesting is that a federal republic what about a constitutional republic Clearly, the Fourth Amendment was violated here, in my view. Probable cause, what crime was committed? That he violated the Espionage Act, the President? What, what, what crime? Well, they had to list one or two or three or whatever. This President, I just told you about Obama, I just told you about Nixon, but particularly Obama, he's still sitting on over 30 million documents tens of millions of pages. He hasn't digitized a damn thing. Nobody's kicking any door down in any of his five mansions. Oh, excuse me, it's not a raid. I mean, we don't have search warrants being issued. And of course, Michelle Obama's hair clothes closet filled with all those magnificent dresses. You remember those magnificent dresses, Mr. Producer? Like hanging from one shoulder and all the rest? Yes. Can you imagine? If they went through her underwear drawer the way they went through Melania's, oh my goodness. Maybe there'd be riots in the streets. Mostly peaceful, no doubt. So what are we? What are we? I hope they're listening, those who are monitoring me over there, at the FBI and the National Security This and the Interior security that. We're a society unraveling. We are unraveling. That's what's happening. That's why this is so damn important. On the one hand, this better not be over a couple of documents, classified or not. On the other hand, if it's not about a couple of classified documents, than it is an effort by the Biden administration through the FBI, federal prosecutors, and the rest of the Department of Justice to try and pin some crime on a former president who is poised to run against the sitting president. I want you to think about that. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company. And I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer one month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network. For just 30 bucks a month, plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and get one month free. Oh, yes, yes. Now I'm on the enemy's list of four countries, maybe more, apparently including my own. I don't know. But I'll continue to post. This from Newsweek, if we can trust it, by Zoe Stroweski. Trump raid motivating 80% of GOP to vote is tip up voting surge. In the wake of the FBI's raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar a Largo home, A new poll showed that more than 80% of Republican respondents said it made them more motivated to vote in 2022. In The survey from the Trafalgar Group and Convention of States Action, which was conducted from August 9 to August 10, 71.7% or 72% of independent respondents independent said that the rate increased their drive to vote, but the boost in motivation might only be the tip of the anticipated voting surge in November. In response to the raid, according to Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler, independent and Republican voters are united in their outrage about this unprecedented and tragic event in American history. Now, the FBI raid was met with quick condemnation from Republicans, while Trump has pushed the unsubstantiated suggestion, they write, that the intelligence service might have been planting evidence in Mar-a-Lago. Now, why would anyone think that? Does anybody remember that dossier? You remember that, Mr. Producer? Remember how they planted that with the FBI? Remember that? Remember how they planted it with the media? Remember that? Remember how they planted it with members of Congress, and members of Congress then in turn planted it with others at the FBI and the DOJ? No, we're not going to plant any information. Remember how they falsified information to get a FISA warrant? Against poor Carter Page. Remember, it's never happened, ladies and gentlemen. It's an impossible. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? We always hear this. Where's the evidence? I remember I got hit with this when I broke the story by just pulling together all the stories out there that Trump was being spied on. Remember all that? That was March 2017. Well, that can't be possible. That's not right. No, I don't care what that didn't happen. And you have people on TV saying, don't attack the law. Don't attack law enforcement. The same people that are destroying local law enforcement and local law enforcement agencies. Why are they so hot to trot on the FBI and the FBI leadership? Can you explain that to me? Why do they hate the NYPD? They hate the Philadelphia Police Department, Minneapolis, L.A., everywhere. Seattle, Portland, Boston, everywhere. They hate the Buffalo Police Department. They hate all the police department. But the FBI is fantastic. Why do the Democrats think that way? Because the FBI is doing their dirty work. I wish we would see as many retirements and resignations at the FBI as we've been seeing at local law enforcement, but we don't see that, do we? The Democrat Party is very protective of the FBI. Conversely, they hate local law enforcement. Why is that? Local law enforcement is there to protect you, America. It's to protect you from rapists and murderers For people beating you and stealing you and knocking you out on the subway just just because they can they're there to protect you the fbi apparently given the brass at the fbi is there to do the democrat party's work and i might add notice how they come to the defense of the capitol police they never used to defend the capitol police i used to go up to capitol hill One man and woman after another would shake my hand and thank me for defending law enforcement. They never liked Pelosi or the Democrats. Now the Democrats pretend that they like the Capitol Police. Well, if they like the Capitol Police, why didn't they agree to take the National Guard? Trump had authorized it. They specifically turned it down, did Pelosi. And I might add, where was Mitch McConnell? Where was he? Nowhere so the republican base was fired up to begin with now it's doubly fired up and rightly so because in our republic the most immediate way to reverse course is through the ballot box oh that's right the democrats wanted to nationalize that and prevent republicans from ever winning again oh that's right meritless garland sued Sued various Republican state legislatures to prevent them from putting in place their voting systems. That's right. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to even undermine that. And of course, the parents. You're not allowed to raise your voice at a school board meeting. Just burn down a city. I'll be back. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company. And I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer. One month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network. For just 30 bucks a month, plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. That's L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and get one month free. Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877 381 3811. Well, Mick Mulvaney uh, has had uh, some air breathed back into him by the constipated news network, CNN. It's what I call a CNN Republican. Double M. Apparently, he's still disgruntled. He's asked questions by Brianna Keeler. Who's a fake and a fraud? Cut nine, go.
1: How close do you think that person in Trump's orbit would have had to be to know these details about where these documents were? Uh, really, cl- that's a good question. Really close. I didn't even know there was a safe at uh, Mar-a-Lago, and I was the chief of staff
3: for 15 months. So this would be someone who was handling uh, things on day-to-day who knew but So let's, I-
0: let's stop. How do you know there was a mole? Mick. That Newsweek article has been wrong, at least in one respect. It said that Garland didn't do anything. And there you are, buying it hook, line, and sinker, of course. Maybe there's a mall, maybe there isn't. Why don't you say it? I don't know if there is a mall. Maybe there is, or maybe there isn't. And how do you know that the documents are identified in the warrant with any degree of specificity? You don't know that either. What a schmuck. Go ahead. So there would be somebody very close inside the president. My guess is there's probably six or eight people who had that kind of information. I don't know the people on the inside circle these days, so I can't give any names of folks who come to mind. But your your instinct, I think, is a good one, is that if you know where the safe is. And well, you know you're certainly document. kissing her ass, Mick. I guess you really needed a paycheck. Uh, yes, uh, your instinct is, uh, sir, what's he doing, a bad imitation of Ted Kennedy? The guy's supposed to be from South Carolina. Go ahead. In 10 boxes in the basement, um, you're pretty close to the president. 10 boxes in the basement? Hey, genius. The FBI was there in June with a subpoena. They negotiated their arrival. They knew there were boxes in the basement, and they told them to put another lock on the door, apparently, according to public reports. You know, you don't understand. They had to be very, very close, six to eight uh, people. I don't know who they are, of course, uh, but the six to eight people. How else would they know about what's in the basement? They showed them. They showed them what's in the basement. So we don't know if there's a mole or not. We do know the article is fundamentally false. Fundamentally false. So this is our nightly or other nightly or every other nightly or whatever. Joe Scarborough moment. Joe Scarborough is a hemorrhoid on the buttocks of American politics. A hemorrhoid. Some people call him an ass. I say, no, he's not an ass. A hemorrhoid. Joe Scarborough is on The Morning Joe, a very cleverly named show. The Morning Joe, you know, like coffee. Oh, okay. To be called The Morning Hemorrhoid. In fact, for now on, that's what we will call the morning schmo show, Mister Producer. The morning hemorrhoid show. And uh, cut ten, go. And when I when no. I, I hear people talking, uh, <laughs> the the, extre- the
3: extremists talking about uh, on on cable news channels.
0: Come on, collect your thoughts there, Witless. He's trying to say Fox, trying to talk about me. Such a coward. Go ahead. ...that an attack on Donald
3: Trump is an attack uh, on them. That's like saying an attack on Al Capone is an attack on, on, on them. That's wow! A, a...
0: Did you and the Mika? Did you work on that one over breakfast at McDonald's, uh, Joey? Let's see, Mika. Uh... Slow talking, Joey. I'm trying to figure... Oh, Al Capone. Remember this, this couple loved Donald Trump. Then they turned on him. Then they turned on him. That's like saying an attack on Al Capone is attack on them. I just hope the FBI goes through Mika's underwear drawer and closed closet one day. But I have a concern, Mr. Producer, that Joe Scarborough probably beat them to that. Don't you think? Did you do that, Joe? I hope not. Go ahead. Back when they went
3: after Capone, this guy, again, these same people who were begging him to stop the riots on January 6th are the same people who know he's guilty now.
0: What are you talking about? You're drunk on your own stupidity? My God, give this guy a platform? It's embarrassing. Then they bring this guy Barnacle on. The name is perfect. He is a barnacle. He's on the hemorrhoid show, and he's a barnacle. He's a barnacle on the hemorrhoid. I hope most of you aren't eating dinner, by the way. Cut 11,
4: go. Well, Joe, the uh, Jonah Goldberg piece that you just read an excerpt from. And Jonah Goldberg you
0: just... piece? I didn't even know Jonah was still uh, out and about. I thought Jonah went to the basement and never came out. What do I know? Go ahead.
4: Now, I think outlines the biggest differences between 1968, 1974, with Nixon leaving the White House in disgrace, getting on the helicopter and going to San Clemente, California. Today, this country is divided by one man whose sole purpose, I think, each and every morning when he wakes up, is to further divide the country.
0: So here, here is Trump. He's under attack by the Attorney General in New York. He's under attack by the District Attorney in Atlanta. He's under attack by the January 6th Committee. He's under attack by the U.S. Attorney's Office and the full Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. His home has been raided. His office, his bedroom, the living room, their basement have been ransacked, even though they've been negotiating with the Department of Justice. And he's the one waking up every morning trying to divide America. Not MSNBC, not CNN, not the New York Times and the Washington Post. Not Pelosi, not Schumer, not the Democrats. Not the never-Trumpers. Not the Rhinos. It's Trump. Now let me be clear about this, because this guy Barnacle has it backwards, and having it backwards, he's saying more that's truthful than not. What do I mean? The ruling class is in full revolt. It does not want to lose its power. When Trump got elected, they were shocked. They not only thought they were going to maintain their power in 2016 with a Hillary win, they thought they would massively expand their power. That's what they do in Washington DC now. They're not interested in representative republicanism. They're not interested in constitutional republicanism. They're not interested in federal republicanism. No. They're now empowering themselves with every lever of the culture they possibly can. It's taken them 100 years, and here they are, right at the precipice. I've been talking about American Marxism and the American Marxist movements. Here we are. Now, there are the useful idiots like Scarborough, who's not personally a Marxist, but he's the useful idiot. And there's plenty of them. But that's not my point. The establishment Republicans, the Democrat Party, which is the party of the state, the media, which is the mouthpiece of the state, the colleges and universities, which are the breeding grounds for the state, they do not want to let go. There they were, prepared to... Massively expand their power, which they've already done with these various bills that they've passed under Biden. And his executive orders, like he's Mussolini. With these radical judges. The purpose of the United States Department of Justice, certainly one of its main purposes now, certainly at the highest level, is to squelch any movement that challenges The ruling class. The ruling class. That is exactly what's going on. Trump is their greatest danger. First it was the Tea Party. They had to put down the Tea Party. And they had the help of Mitch McConnell and John Boehner. They had the help of the Wall Street Journal editorial page. And of course... Obama using the IRS to try and put as many of the Tea Party organizations out of business as possible. The American people now have spent 20, 25 years. And if you go back to Reagan, it's really 40 years. Trying to take their society and culture back from the ruling class. One cycle after another. And Donald Trump... In this regard is iconic crucially important because he took them on he took on the media he didn't sell you out like everybody else he took on the Democrats he took on the border he took on over and over whatever you don't have to agree with him on every single thing that would be irrational that would be illogical that said For them, for the ruling class, he's a danger. For the ruling class in the media and corporations that do endless business with the genocidal communist enemy in communist China. Don't stir the pot. Don't stir the pot. That's the problem. They're trying to take him down to teach you a lesson. Two unconstitutional impeachments. Impeachments conducted like no impeachments in American history. All one-sided, all Democrat, impeached a second time when he's not even president. A criminal investigation that went on for years with a special counsel appointed without the required criminal predicate as required by the Department of Justice regulations. Didn't matter. They had nothing. Then we have an attorney general in New York, a Democrat radical kook who ran on trying to figure out how to indict Donald Trump. She should be disbarred. Instead, we have judges in New York who support her. We have another radical kook Democrat DA in Atlanta trying to pull in members of Congress, members of legislatures of other states, President of the United States. You've never seen this before anywhere, anywhere. Claims about the emoluments clause that went nowhere, claims about tax fraud that have gone nowhere, but they're not done. His taxes were leaked. We need everything. And now this. Trying to criminalize efforts to challenge the election. He didn't call, he didn't create Russia collusion. They didn't create a dossier. He didn't use the FBI. He didn't use the intelligence services. No, it didn't matter. We have a January 6th committee that was created like no committee in American history. None. And now we have, for the first time in American history, this phony warrant crap used as cover to try and set this president up for anything, anything they can find. They just won't stop looking. And this piece of crap barnacle with his own plagiarism background He has the you-know-whats to say, that it's Trump who wakes up every day dividing the nation, citing Jonah Goldberg? Cares what Jonah Goldberg has to say. I'll be right back. Mark Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company. And I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer one month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network. For just 30 bucks a month, plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code LEVINPODCAST for this special offer. That's L-E-V-I-N podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and get one month free. You're not going to believe what I'm... You know, I need all three hours. You're not going to believe what I have to tell you next hour, so hang with us. By the way... Have you noticed there's not a single Democrat lawyer right now facing possible disbarment or in front of a federal judge about the last election or the 2016 election at this point? Have you noticed that? Just look at how strategic, just look at how mechanical this is happening. You have lawyers now who represented Donald Trump, In 2020, under investigation, other lawyers who would want to represent Donald Trump, should he run in 2014, scared to death, being chased off, because they don't want to be, you know, having to defend their very lives, that is, their right to practice law, because left-wing Democrat organizations are set up filing ethics complaints against them. Or some of them are afraid they may have to go to jail because they have... They have a policy idea or a constitutional idea for challenging an election. Look at that. The Democrat lawyers do anything and everything. But what is going to shock you, I think, even worse, is the extent to which the war on the Republican Party, MAGA, conservatives, and by this I do not mean the establishment, is taking place, reaching now all the way into the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, where a congressman is being targeted, Scott Perry, and where members of the state legislature are being targeted. Not the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, not the governor of Pennsylvania, all Democrats. No, the Republicans. I'll be right back. at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code levin offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details ladies and gentlemen i want to ask you a question did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky that's right banks are now required to spy on us for the government and they report any behavior they think is suspicious it's true and I was shocked when I read this Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now this War on Cash is growing daily. And also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret World Cash free to my listeners by calling now 800 630 1492,
1: 800 630 1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here.
0: By the way, that Newsweek article is wrong on even some minor stuff. Remember I was questioning the time they said that the raid occurred at 10 a.m., Mr. Producer? I said, wait a minute. I thought it was a pre-dawn raid. And, of course, it was. So this article was a plant to try and protect the Attorney General. They just wanted you to think it was a bungled bureaucratic screw-up. Now that's interesting because Garland made it a point today to say that he was the one defending the FBI and the reputation of law enforcement when in fact that leak was intended to protect Garland and trash law enforcement. I mentioned last hour I wanted us to take a look at what's going on in Pennsylvania. Not because it's related specifically to Pennsylvania, but this is amazing. Take a step back our election processes are supposed to be controlled when it comes to the appointment or election of electors to choose a president and vice president controlled by the state legislatures controlled by the state legislatures they're free to do an awful lot as long as they comply with their own law and here we are again with this pen live News source, FBI delivers subpoena to several Pennsylvania Republican lawmakers, sources say. Federal investigators delivered subpoenas or paid visits to several House and Senate Republican offices in the Pennsylvania Capitol on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's one day and two days after Mar-a-Lago, according to multiple sources. At least some of the individuals receiving subpoenas were told they were not targets of an investigation, according to at least six sources reached by Penn Live, but that they may have information of interest to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. All the sources had been briefed on the investigative moves in some way, but demanded anonymity in order to discuss them. The information being requested centered around U.S. Representative Scott Perry, Republican Pennsylvania, and the effort to seek alternate electors as part of former President Donald Trump's efforts, this is what they're writing, to remain in office after the 2020 election. So, this is where they think they have their strongest case in Washington the fake electors, fraud, obstruction. But it's not. Unfortunately, it might be under the current circumstances and environment, but it's not. The final say is the United States Congress. It's not some U.S. attorney's office trying to criminalize efforts by a state legislature or state legislators. The Washington Post on Wednesday, citing a source familiar with the probe, also reported that Perry's cell phone was seized Tuesday as part of the Justice Department's criminal investigation into the use of fake electors to try to overturn President Biden's victory, they write. Well, it was Perry himself who announced it. This post source also spoke on condition of anonymity. So the FBI is leaking, and the U.S. Attorney's Office is leaking. Spokespersons for the Pennsylvania House and Senate Republican leaders didn't confirm whether any of their caucus members received a subpoena. Let's see here. Perry, in a post to his re-election campaign's Facebook page Tuesday evening, called the seizure of his phone while traveling with his family, Banana Republic Tactics. If the telephone was seized under the cover of a search warrant, however they write, it would have to have been approved by a federal magistrate judge. So what? Perry, in a statement shared by his campaign spokesman, said that he's been told he's not a target of the probe, and that resulted in the seizure of his phone. In a new statement Perry issued, he said, In a discussion with the DOJ, my attorneys were informed I'm not a target of its investigation. I've directed them to cooperate with the Justice Department in order to ensure that it gets the information to which it's entitled, but to protect information to which it's not, including communications that are protected under the speech and debate clause of the United States Constitution. The subpoenas issued this week in Harrisburg. All right, so now we have the U.S. Att- this is how big this is. And I want to tell you something. I did some research again this morning, as I do every day. The Deputy Attorney General of the United States is a radical leftist Obama sycophant. She was put in charge of the January 6th, the coordinated investigation of January 6th. She has not been held to account for Anything. Anything. She's a radical left wing hack. And you can see that Garland is a little teetering, heading towards Mueller territory. She, in many ways, is calling the shots. They're going after state representatives. They're going after members of Congress in violation of separation of powers, taking their phones. Taking materials from an ex-president's home? Just look at this. Look at what's taking place. The subpoenas issued this week in Harrisburg. So we have the Harrisburg FBI office involved. We have the, an FBI office in Southern Florida involved. And, of course, the middle of the, uh, of the wheel of the spokes is the U.S. attorney in Washington as well as Maine justice. And people in Arizona have gotten subpoenas, I understand, as well as other states. The subpoenas issued this week in Harrisburg are essentially official requests for information or documents from federal prosecutors. Who believe the information they seek will be helpful to an ongoing grand jury investigation, said David Freed, the former U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Pennsylvania says it's different from a warrant in the sense that it's not a requirement to show probable cause of a crime that's been independently reviewed by a judge but absent a legal challenge that results in the subpoena being squashed it does require the recipients compliance pretty amazing so they're going after Jeffrey Clark John Eastman he may not be a target but he's not exactly being ignored Scott Perry they're going to the Trump's home. They're going to various state legislators. Now, why are they going after various state legislatures? They're even shaking them down for documents and information. Why are they doing that? Because they do not want Republican legislators in Republican legislatures ever, ever exercising their constitutional power, or even what they think might be their constitutional power. To ever again challenge a Democrat court, a Democrat governor, or the so-called election of a Democrat president. This is all one side. You never saw anything like this after 2016. Ever. Never. But this is really quite remarkable, what's taking place here. Perry's spokesman... Jay Ostridge said the congressman denied being part of any any such discussion about ways to overturn the election, I suppose. Let's see. Perry was present during the December 21 meeting between members of the House, arch-conservative Freedom Caucus, they write, and Trump to strategize about what Congress could do to block final certification of Biden's election. They're perfectly free to do that. That's not a crime. And the Democrats do this all the time. Acting Deputy Attorney General Richard Donahue. Now this guy is a real louse, in my opinion. Told Senate Judiciary Committee staff Perry Cain called him at Trump's behest on December twenty-seven to discuss what turned out to be an errant analysis circulating among Trump backers at the time the Pennsylvania certified vote count was higher than the number of voters who had actually cast ballots. Who cares? So what? And they go on. Of course, they cite, was it Casey or Cassidy Hutchison? Who, of course, was found uh, not to be all that of a reliable witness, was she? The Pennsylvania Republican State Committee said at the time that they met to cast a conditional vote for Donald Trump and Mike Pence. Quote, we took this procedural vote to preserve any legal claims that may be presented going forward, said Bernie Comfort, Pennsylvania chair of the Trump campaign. This was in no way an effort to usurp or contest the will of the Pennsylvania voters. They're allowed to do that. Again, the Congress has the final say. They said the slate of electors was appointed only to act in the event that the results of the election were lawfully overturned. As far as I'm concerned, I'm quoting everything that was done that day by the alternate electors was done properly set forth as an alternate slate. If the federal court or other courts found the Biden slate was not to be recognized. We did everything right. And from what I heard and saw, they wanted to do everything in the proper way. Says Giroux. The Trump slate included a number of well-known GOP luminaries. Former Congressman Lou Barletta, Allegheny County Republican Committee Chair Sam DeMarco III, Comfort, the current Vice Chair of the Pennsylvania Republican State Committee, Andy Riley, one of Pennsylvania's members on the Republican National Committee. Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro. This is a radical left-wing Democrat hack who's running for governor, said in January that his investigators had looked over the Republican elector slate and felt that while the action was intentionally misleading and purposefully damaging to our democracy, they didn't believe it met the legal standards for criminal prosecution under state law, and it doesn't, nor under federal law. So they keep calling these fake electors, and now you're learning a little bit more about how this came to be. No sitting Pennsylvania legislators were a part of the pro-Trump elector slate Though the New York Times reported last month that at least some of Trump's campaign leadership Considered Mastriano the Republican candidate for governor as the point person to help organize electors in Pennsylvania Anyway I'm gonna make a crime out of that Everything you see here is Lighting a match to our history and to our Constitution. They are creating precedents here from a criminal investigative and pr- potentially criminal prosecutorial perspective that has never been done in American history before. And so they are willing to do whatever they feel they need to do to get to where they want to go, including, including this search warrant, which was a backdoor effort to try and, And stab Trump in the back. I'm gonna keep hammering on this damn thing to the end of time. Because it's worse. It's worse than people understand. It's worse than you're being told. Luckily you're listening to me, and I'm not just saying that. They were using the presidential documents or act, the Records Act, as a subterfuge to get around probable cause when it came to January 6th or any other matter that they hoped that they could find. It's a subterfuge. And quite frankly, and I'm not happy to say this, crooked, corrupt prosecutors do this a lot. They do it a lot. Oh, it's way big time overreach for a document because it's not about a document. Maybe they'll find one, maybe they'll find a hundred and one. Maybe they'll use that as the excuse, but that's all it is. You don't go through the first lady's closet looking for a document. Well, what were they looking for, Mark? Maybe a file cabinet, maybe another safe, God knows what. I guess we'll have to ask Mick Mulvaney, the CNN Republican, I'll be right back. From Newsmax, here is a Monmouth poll. The House January 6th Select Committee hearings have done little to change people's opinions surrounding the 2021 Capitol attack. A new poll found. Regarding former President Trump's culpability in the assault and claims of election fraud, public opinion stands pretty much as it was before testimony. Not only that, Trump's favorability rating is nearly, nearly identical to where it was immediately after the 2020 election. Also, 4 in 10 Democrats would lean toward backing a comeback bid in 2024, according to the Mammoth Poll, of Trump. Overall, just 8% of Americans said the hearings have changed their minds about the Capitol incident, basically unchanged from 6% who said the same in June. When we released our June poll, I said the committee was preaching to the choir. These current results suggest they haven't recruited any new singers since then, said Patrick Murray, director of the independent Monmouth University Polling Institute. And the survey found 38% of respondents believe Trump was responsible directly for what happened on January 6th. We know who they are, hardcore nutjobs. That number stood at 42% right before the testimony of former Trump White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson. So it's gone down. It's gone down. Another 26% of respondents said Trump was not responsible, but he encouraged those involved. 32% said Trump did nothing wrong regarding January 6th. Among Republicans, just 5% said Trump directly was responsible. 23% said he encouraged the attackers. I guess it's those 5% and that 23% that Larry Hogan and Chris Christie are really going to be fighting over. More than 8 in 10 Republicans hold a positive view of Trump. More than 80%. Including 57% with a very favorable opinion Numbers virtually unchanged from November 2020 Overall, the Monmouth poll found that 40% of Americans have a favorable opinion of Trump 50% unfavorable, so it's pretty much the same As we've seen from the success of Trump-endorsed candidates in recent primaries He continues to hold sway over a large portion of the Republican base, Mary said Doesn't necessarily make him a shoo-in for the nomination, but he remains a formidable, that is, formidable presence. Survey found that 4 in 10 Americans said they either would definitely, 23%, or probably 17%, vote for Trump in 2024, 48% they definitely would not, 8%, not sure. Now, of course, that's not like putting him up against Joe Biden, which is like running against. Well, you know what it's like running against. We'll be right back. Plastic conservative fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. This is just breaking. Literally just breaking. New York Post. Hunter Biden laptop repairman John Paul MacIsaac says the Federal Bureau of Investigation an FBI agent threatened him to hush up. This is by Miranda Devine. Boy, is she good. And Emily Crane, the computer repair shop owner who blew the whistle on Hunter Biden's infamous laptop claims in a new book that an FBI said in a new book that an FBI agent threatened him to stay silent. John Paul Mac Isaac said two federal agents came to his Mac shop in Wilmington, Delaware in December 2019 to recoup the laptop following a subpoena. He details in his new book, American Injustice My Battle to Expose the Truth. Now, let's just stop a sec. What damn business is the, of the FBI's to get Hunter Biden's laptop back, Mr. Producer? Why are they getting and getting the laptop for Hunter Biden? And why are they getting the the diary for Biden's daughter? If it doesn't affect Joe Biden in any kind of a federal criminal way, why is the top federal criminal law enforcement agency involved in securing the laptop or that diary? Because it's out of control, that's why. Well, not completely. It's a Democrat operation. The repairman who had volunteered to hand the laptop over to the feds two months earlier said the alleged threat came after he made a joke telling them, hey lads, I'll remember to change your names when I write the book. Agent Wilson kept walking, but Agent DeMeo paused and, turned to, my, my, and f- turned to face me, says Paul Mack. Isaac said the agent then told him, quote, it's our experience that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk that don't talk about these things. It is our experience that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things. Is that not a threat, Mr. Producer? Meaning if you talk about these things, something might happen to you. The owner said he locked the door after the agents walked out, leaving him to digest the encounter. Was I being paranoid, or had what the agent just told me been a direct threat, or at best a thinly veiled one? Isaac was left with a laptop from hell after Biden's son abandoned it at his shop on April 2019. Eight months after giving the laptop's hard drive to the FBI, the shop owner alerted then-President Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who in turn provided a copy to the Post. Of course, they have to punish Rudy, too, of course. The Post's reporting on the trove of emails discovered on the devices raised serious questions about what President Biden knew of his son's overseas businesses. Isaac said he was eventually forced to shut down his business after being harassed when his private information was leaked. I'm sure Joe Scarborough is going to do a special show on that. Joe and Mika. He filed a multi-million dollar defamation suit in May against Democratic Representative Adam Schiff and a string of media outlets including CNN, the Daily Beast, and Politico saying they falsely accused him of peddling Russian disinformation. Yeah, I'd take a look at MSNBC, too. Maybe the morning schmo show, you know? I'd take a look at them, too. Or maybe Joy Reid, maybe The View. I understand they have deep pockets. In the, uh, never mind. So I wanted to point that out to you as well. Make sure I covered everything. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, we have a follow-up. Sometimes I finish the show and I say, Damn it, I forgot to do XYZ. Or damn it, I didn't have time to do XYZ. That won't be tonight. Remember Lisa Murkowski? Remember the talk of her staff about how they were quietly involved in trying to fix the election system? I don't mean reform it. I mean change it to make sure that Lisa Murkowski would get reelected. Remember all that? Well, there's a follow-up. This guy, R.C. Maxwell, is fantastic. He works for Project Veritas, Project Veritas Action. And he's a real journalist. So he finds Murkowski. She's got bodyguards, she's got a few slugs there, staffers, including one or two who they had on the record yesterday that I played for you. Well, here's the follow-up, part two, with the actual senator, Lisa Murkowski, when they confront her... With what her own staff said about her involvement in changing or
4: trying to change the voting system to ensure that she wins. Cut 17, go! Briefly, Mr. Murkowski, this is one of your campaign staffers. She's discussing ballot measure two and how that was actually worked on with you in mind the entire time. While we were working on ballot measure two and
1: voting for ballot measure two, we have Senator Murkowski in mind the whole time.
4: That you actually secretly supported this behind the scenes, but were quiet about this publicly. Did she sponsor that? She stayed quiet. And honestly, it was probably best she stayed quiet on that.
1: I think she, like, technically stayed
4: neutral, but, like... <laughs> Between you and me, ballot measure two was actually created because there were people in the state who wanted to see a better system, but they also wanted Lisa to get reelected. I was wondering, I'm talking to the no, senator. Ms. Mercati can handle her, she can handle herself. Ms. Mercati, do you have a comment about ballot measure two and your staff are saying that actually that was a coordinated effort to ensure your reelection?
3: Ballot measure two was an initiative led by the people in the state of
1: Alaska.
4: They're saying that Rachel Callender, one of your former deputy campaign managers, actually was spearheaded that operation.
1: So Callender and Associates, they're a consultant that works for the campaign right now. They worked on ballot measure too. And the founder and one of the employees, um, Rachel and Jackson, um, they are both former Murkowski staffers.
3: This was a ballot initiative that required gathered signatures around the state of alaska it was put right, but your staff
4: members are saying that it was about was guaranteeing your reelection
3: nothing can guarantee an election all of us here in the state now are living with a new system and it's new for all of us So
4: you don't think it's a desecration of democracy to manipulate state law ma'am in order to ensure your reelection okay thank you mr kowski
0: so a couple of big overweight guys uh, kind of chased this guy off but he's actually quite good so she's caught red-handed. Her staff is caught red-handed. Again, we want to thank the uh, the group Project Veritas, which is under constant attack, you know, like any good group in this country, and exposing Murkowski and her staff who were scheming to change the election system still are in order to ensure that she wins. Remember, the goal is the top three. You want to vote for the top three candidates that you prefer, and she's hoping she's number one with most, and number two with the second most. So people might support somebody against her as number one, but then vote for her for number two. And if somebody doesn't have a clear majority, which is likely, then they add up her number one votes and her number two votes, and voila, she wins. Now, she's hoping that's what works. Why? Because if you go and vote and there's a crowded field and your father was, I guess her father was a senator or governor. I believe her father was the governor and then appointed her senator. And the Murkowski name is known everywhere in every corner of Alaska. It's a big damn state. You are hoping that by that brand alone, Murkowski, that people will vote and say, you know, I'm tired of Murkowski, so I'm going to vote number one. All right, I'll vote Murkowski number two, you know, that sort of thing. That's what they're hoping. And they must have done some kind of testing, some kind of polling, some kind of surveying that showed that because she and her staff have been scheming quietly to get this exact thing done because that's what they do in Washington DC and she's a Trump hater furthermore if I can get Tim Scott back one day she is in the back pocket of the National Education Association I want all the parents in Alaska to understand something you will never improve what goes on in your classrooms you will never beat down critical race theory or the transgender movement in your classrooms the sexualizing of little kids you will never beat down the propaganda with the pronouns and everything else as long as Murkowski is your senator. She is bought and paid for by the teachers' unions, the same teachers' unions that fought you on vaccines and fought you on masks and wouldn't come to work, the same teachers' unions that Joe Biden depends on. Those teacher union representatives and members, I should say, are going to be at every precinct in Alaska handing out Murkowski Murkowski uh, uh, campaign propaganda. That's how they populate these precincts. It's a massive army. So if you believe in school choice, if you're fed up with what's going on in the classrooms, if you're a parent or a taxpayer, you don't vote for Murkowski. You don't vote for Murkowski in the Republican primary. You keep her off your list. I'll be right back. Mark
2: Levin.
0: Meanwhile, folks, while the Democrats and their Department of Injustice and their federal Bureau of Instigation and all the rest of them are doing what they're doing, we are not uniting as a nature against the communist Chinese regime. And this is problematic. The little country of Taiwan, and they say, Taiwan better not say it's seeking independence. I'll say it, you jerk. G, you mass killing nut job. It's an independent country, whether our government recognizes that or not. That's what it is. Independent, 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 country, country, country. Now what are you going to do? By the way, don't use up all your missiles firing all over that little island. I hate bullies, don't you ladies and gentlemen? These bully bastard communists stealing our technology, poisoning our universities and colleges, trying to take over areas of the world to encircle us, encircle us, the Panama Canal, 29 ports in Central and South America? We better wake the hell up. Antarctica? The west coast of Africa? Anyway, Mr. Producer, to whom shall I speak? On the Levine app in Morton, Illinois, Brent. Brent, how are you, sir? No,
1: I'm doing great, Denali. It's a, it's quite an honor to have you on or be on your show. I'm telling.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. You, yes. Well, you you were talking about how Clinton, um, Biden, all of them use the justice system to do all these things. Well, here's another example right here in Illinois. And back in '04, when Obama was running for U.S. senator, he was going to go up against a really tough candidate who made it through the Republican primary by the name of Jack Ryan. And mm-hmm. so what did they do? They found some judge out in California who basically opened up this guy's you know, personal dirty laundry from a divorce. And what did it do? It knocked him out. So it basically cleared the field because the Republicans, it's not very hard in Illinois to put Republicans on their heels, but it absolutely knocked them for a loop. And that's how Obama got in. So they're playing the same play mm-hmm. that they've always done where they just use things for their benefit whether it's they get it rightly or not they just they destroy people to, to clear the way
0: and Obama that was sleazy what he did and what his what his minions are doing throughout the government they they, uh, they populate our government and the Biden administration you're right sleazy and if they have to weaponize uh, the law, if they have to use criminal statutes, if they have to abuse search warrant processes and subpoenas they're going to do it Thank you for your call, my friend. Excellent call. We'll take more calls tomorrow, I promise. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our trucker friends, and the men and women in Ukraine and Taiwan. We have not forgotten you. And all the other heroes out there, thank you. Especially the fantastic people in this audience. I am greatly blessed to have you here. See you tomorrow, and good night.